0: Different gravy, not just another Sheffield Wednesday podcast. Uh, my name is Richard Miller. I'm uh, one of the hosts. Uh, and over there in Kalks, uh my co-host with the co-most, your friend of mine, Dr. Luke Gledall. How are you doing today, Luke?
1: I'm good. I'm relatively charged. Um, th- this is an interesting pumped. episode, so pumped. So uh, Rich and I are recording post-match. Uh, due to kind of our timing schedules and um, trying to uh, fit this in amongst the other things we want to do in life, so uh, yeah, we've literally we're about what twenty five minutes past the match that we're recording this. Hot, hot on the heels of
0: uh, of the Millwall game, yes.
1: Of the Millwall game, which we will get into, but um, yeah, I think because of that, we I have a degree of bizarre adrenaline right now that's coursing through my veins. Yeah. So hopefully we can convert that adrenaline into some podcast gravy gold. That would be lovely, wouldn't it? Yes. It would. Um, it would.
0: To, to fill folks in on uh, information that they absolutely do not need. Um, I'm coming up and spending my, uh, my annual little trip up to Edinburgh. Um, and tomorrow is really busy, which we normally record on a Sunday. So, uh, so we've, we've pulled it forward, but uh, it, this could be interesting. It could be a different sort of dynamic for us. And um I think being here in Scotland, I'm going to occasionally drop into a wee bit of brogue, you know, um, <laughs> <laughs> just as as and when I see fit. Uh, if if we won, it, you know, if we'd won and it had been a kind of ban and pass to Fletcher, um, perhaps I would have been sort of overflowing with the joys of of wonderful Scottishness. Um, but I'm 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 slightly less um full of the yeah full of the joys of the heather um at this point um, (laughs)
1: there's no bonnie flowers for you
0: rich no no i don't know what the opposite of a bonnie Uh, flour is, but um, a terrible, Mm -hmm. a terrible protruding weed is how I
1: feel towards Scotland today. And we are hoping to make this a quick and dirty episode of different gravy. So a quick and dirty different gravy, much like a Polish Oxo cube that you've dropped on the floor. (laughs) Just wanged into a cup of tea. There you go. Quick and dirty. Oxo is gravy, isn't it? Yes,
0: yeah, absolutely. So we'll probably... Yeah, we'll probably sneak in in a, a, a smooth three hours for our our, our switch. <laughs> <episodes. laughs>
1: a real, we'll keep it to a tight one hundred and eighty. Right? Yeah, absolutely, brilliant. Um, do we have anything from the the world world of Earl today? No, we don't actually. It's it's okay. been quiet. The um the executives Earl have told me to uh, to just uh, to just take a break this week. Okay, nice. So, uh, I the, was... the podcast the podcast network is doing fantastic. It's it promotes itself really. Mm. I mean, but, literally, you know, okay. we always do this because we're we're like a family here at the Earl Network oh, okay. and. We're all friends, and we like to plug each other's shows, and uh,
0: yes. Yeah, so. it's, it's a beautiful thing, and, and I suppose there was Double Duty last week, wasn't there, with uh, with a sort of top and tail of, of ERL content. So um, I suppose that leaves us moving on to... Uh...
1: Breaking hoo-hoos.
0: So um, not quite as uh, action-packed news-wise this week, um, but one of your uh, your Mystic Luke efforts... Uh, Joost or Jos van Aken has gone as predicted last week. Yes. Uh, he's gone to, uh, he's sort of gone the opposite direction of uh, our two other centre backs have come, have come from, to us from Bundesliga two and he's gone
1: to the Bundesliga two. So uh, I was wondering funny. about this, whether we, we went to go pick up, pick up uh, Bates. Yes. We just left Born, we left uh, Van Aken there. Just dropped. We him just off. we just drove off and then like left him. He had his boots and his uh, powder puff quiff. Yeah, and um, yeah, and he's going to try and uh, try and spray some balls in uh, Bundesliga too. He went to the
0: uh, he went to the toilet at the uh, the service station and and didn't tell anyone and uh, the car left without him and that's that's the end of it. That's the history. <laughs>
1: oh, it's like a it's like a John Hughes uh, transfer, isn't it, Rich? Absolutely.
0: So, v- v- what do we? Do we think this is probably the end of Van Aken's time with us?
1: I'd be surprised if he came back from this. I mean, what is contract looking like? Do we, does he have two years now? So it's this season and next season, we think? Yes, I think so. I think he did sign a four-year deal. Yeah, so I I I, I feel like this is hopefully a chance for him to kind of renew and revive his career um, abroad, and that's probably where I can kind of see him going back to. Yeah. Um, so I think we'll do this, and then it'll probably just be – you know, either a free transfer or, you know, a loan to just see out his contracts and we'll just uh, see out a, you know, a disappointing signing from the latter, Carlos, um, Amadell, potentially Paxel, whatever <laughs> his shop's name is, yes. whatever our agent's connections are, that kind of feeling of signings. Yeah, it's just uh, it feels like one of those latter day poor signings from that bad era. And um yeah, I imagine that'll probably be it. I imagine I'll probably go that way.
0: Yeah. It's a bit it's disappointing. I I, I had high hopes, you know, when we signed him like um I, I could buy into the idea of Van Aken. Uh unfortunately the reality never quite lived up to that idea and um just a bit too lightweight and a bit too easy to to bully and um, just didn't sort of characteristically unsuitable for English football, I would say. To the yeah. point where you really worry about the the process that led to him joining us, because within minutes you could sort of tell the, the struggles he was going to have uh within the English game, <laughs> which does tend to be that bit more physical, um, that bit more high tempo. Even as the the quality improves, it's still maintaining that sort of intrinsic Englishness to it, I, I would say,
1: or British, to be fair. And I, I felt the, the game, such as, was it away at Cardiff, where I think he was fantastic, kind of early on in his career, you know, feel like a long way away. And I mean, as, as Wednesdayites, I think we'll all agree that the thing that very much tarnished and kind of was a turning point for him and his career at Wednesday was the derby, was the derby game where yeah. we shipped four goals against uh, Sheffield, Sheffield. Yeah. You know, and and he was absolutely rinsed that day. Oh uh, yeah, yes,
0: yeah. He we yeah. were bad as, as a whole, and he was the worst player in in a really bad performance by a distance. So yeah, that was. He never really got back from that, did he? No. Um, oh well, there we go. I mean, I think yeah. As I, I probably, I, I tend to agree. I think this is probably that's probably it for him if uh you know he'll either be next season uh you know playing with the uh the under 23s or he'll get some other loan abroad he's uh, he's never going to be involved with our first team again so um no
1: you know. and i think we talked about numbers in terms of transfers with that kind of tour position and you know we said you know we felt the fourth center back should be formally yes so at that point, it was he was number five. He was Rando number five. Rando centre back number five, as Lee Baker <laughs> would say. And yeah, you can't just keep just uh, heaving, heaving numbers of uh, professional football players at the squad, especially within our kind of financial means. And yeah, good good luck to him. Best of luck to Mr. Yeah, Vernon.
0: absolutely. Um, we've also found out who we've got in the next leg of the the now Carabao Cup, the League Cup. Um, if we manage to get past/slash get a bye against Berry, we, we've got a.
1: We, I think you described it previously as a plum tie <laughs> against Plum Milos. tie, exactly. Well, I guess there's the interesting notion that. Um, so, what the the format with the Carabao Cup is that you you take you take the top three, you take the three EFL leagues, then you bring in the Premiership teams up to about all the teams that are in Europe, which I think is twelve out of the twenty. And then we're still divided into north and south at this point. I know that kind of at one point that goes out the window, but I'm not sure when. Yeah. So, what level of plum draw you can get at that point? There isn't really any kind of plum draws or any great money spinners. It's still it's it's still us and the lower leagues essentially kind of going into this with you know with some kind of middling prem sides such as Burnley etc. Those type of things. Yeah. So it's local it's it's a way obviously i'm really happy because it's, it's much closer to me at the new york stadium you know not to the point <laughs> where i'd um, consider a trip to new york to, to see it um but yeah it's a local game it's it's a it's against rotherham it's not it's not bad it's not bad at all
0: no, I, what it is is winnable um if we get there. it is that
1: as well it is uh, that very much as i well. feel
0: that our our usual tie in any cup competition is we get one of those lower premier league sort of
1: clodders for want of a better word that they, um, of which we, we, um, we aspire to be one of, to be, oh, yeah. uh, oh, that'd be the humble. <laughs> that
0: is absolutely the dream. Just uh
1: paid, uh, paid mediocrity is what we, is <laughs> yes, what yes. clubs like us, as, uh, aim for. Sitting pretty somewhere
0: between fifteenth and tenth,
1: <laughs>
0: drinking in all that sweet, sweet Premier League dash. Um... <laughs> but what tends to happen is it, we play teams that are more than good enough to that they should beat us, and they're but they're not exciting enough to sell any tickets or make it an exciting kind of an away trip so somebody like Burnley is absolutely classic that's who we tend to get because nobody's excited about playing Burnley and they if they do anything like what they should they should easily be a team in our position so that it's, really? yeah. it's the worst sort of tie in that you'd be very very lucky to win it um and it's Absolutely boring in every sense of the words. Uh, it's not going to end up on TV because nobody wants to watch more Burnley than they need to, and uh, <laughs> uh, and it's unlikely to produce us going through to the next round, potentially getting a more exciting win. So yeah, I think on on several fronts, um, a, a potential uh, game against Rotherham is. Uh, it's a good one. It's one to look forward to.
1: And then you know, we still have to be we still have to be Berry and they're in top form. You know, the, mm-hmm. they're they're on un, they're unbeaten right now. No, yeah, absolutely. Hundred percent record this year. 100 percent record. When are we gonna hear something about that game? It's uh
0: Well the deadline day for them is the twenty-seventh, isn't it? I think. Um so that that's a week, and that will be either they are able to go on being a football team, or they lose their EFL license and therefore are not a football.
1: Yeah, yeah. Team.
0: So that's it's a week a weekend uh, a weekend two days at this point.
1: Pretty grim. It is. I, I feel uh, weirdly like uh, I kind of say that in some kind of like I, I guess this is the funny thing is like our concerns are very much a it's a drop in the ocean concern to the the fabric of a a long established football league team potentially going out of business and ceasing to exist. Yes. You know, I'd, I feel a little bit like, yeah, I feel like a little bit petulant by asking that, but it's it, the fact that there's no kind of communication on that, but I guess everyone else is yes. in the same boat as uh, Barry and who Barry are up against as well.
0: Well, yeah, they're 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 going for is it the fourth game now has been postponed league wise for them or third game? It's just insane. It's just Uh, insane. Yeah, absolutely. And then it starts to become quite a logistical problem to squeeze in all these games as well. I mean, the calendar is pretty packed. Um, Also, um, you know, one thing that would be a shame to lose. It's a good nickname, the Shakers. It's pretty
1: fun. That's a pretty great nickname. It's pretty great. Um, It's because it's milkshake, milkshake country. I believe that's the term. Is is that that big milkshake?
0: Big milkshake. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, If only their milkshake brought more boys to the yard. Perhaps they could. uh, They could raise some ticket ticket money and get out of this mess.
1: If Um, they could, um, if they could put it on during an international break, that would be nice. That would be good. That would be lovely. That's. it's something for another time,
0: but the fact that the championship stops for international breaks is, uh, for, to my mind, nonsense. But um, it is, it is. I think if you had a rule where if it was like three players in your team were out on international duty, something like that, then you mean
1: you mean like they used to have, Rich?
0: I mean like they used to have in the good old days. Good- uh, so the final bit of news is that is the weirdest, um, and that is uh, Solomon Campbell. <laughs> um he's taken his sort of nascent managerial career in a new direction. So he's he's left um field and is now a free agent touting for business. And he's been linked with the Sheffield Wednesday job.
1: Born born on a Monday, fired on a Friday. These are the times of Solomon Grundy Campbell. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the most bizarrest link. The thing that really scares me is the fact that this has just surged from nowhere to be... His name wasn't even in a bookie's reckoning, so now he's one of the top favorites in some of the bookmakers. And I've heard nothing else in the media regarding this other than, like, the star saying, you know, printing, you know, barely newsprint, or, you know, the pixels for the website, you know, being like, this is an article, this is like, look, this is something vaguely wednesday that's going on
0: but how busy is that market so to be even if he doesn't officially get named the manager bullen only needs to see out three no see out five more games and he is by the bookies' reckoning he's the next permanent manager 10 games sees him through so it's it's five more league games plus the cup games that seems very possible even if we end up with somebody new in the post so I think the betting market is probably dead at this point. Sure. So so any kind of influx is just completely... It could just be one person putting a big bet. It could be Sol Campbell betting on himself to make a news story. Always bet on black. As he says, yeah. <laughs> His catchphrase, which we'll get to know so well if he becomes the manager. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I hope there's nothing in it, because what is the point in that? taking that that extreme of an gamble on a campbell
1: yeah it's i it's very left field I, he has he has some experience managing
0: well like six months is it or has it been has it actually been a year and six months have i sort
1: of which which then makes you think is it a is it an agent connection yeah. uh, is he got some connection that's having a word in chancery's ear, or is this just completely, completely, completely random?
0: I, I, I hope it's random. <laughs> I just don't see the, I don't see the point in taking the gamble, really. Um, so he joined them in November. So he's been less than less than a year in manage,
1: manage uh, in a management post, right? It, or unless this just is more? Was this? Did we have this with Gray? Was was there like a effort... like? Another option that came into place that made everybody clamour for Stuart Gray to be the manager because maybe it, it, oh, do you think he's it, like it a, steals steals a lot like that? I think that yeah, because I mean I don't think this is it's uh, it's a name that I think is worrying a lot of fans. Yeah, it for me. I mean maybe uh, Solomon Solomon Campbell, <laughs> you know, will have a fantastic career as a, as a manager, but it's not the. Uh, he's not someone who screams out to me to be, you know, an option for him to further his career, nor have anybody, anybody seen any brilliant promise within what he's done so far. It's, it's on, that this is...
0: yeah, it's unearned, isn't it? It's the same as Lampard is at, at Chelsea. Yes. It's like, yes, maybe there is a point in the future where Frank Lampard deserves to be manager of Chelsea. But at this point in time, he's completely underqualified. Um, And aside from kind of a residual affection, there's nothing there that means he should get that job. Nothing at all. And that's the same with Sol Campbell. I mean, he had a tremendous career as a player, um, captained several sides and captained his national side. But how many managers were top class players? It's pretty rare that that happens. Most managers actually are pretty were pretty average players and some of the best managers barely played football at
1: all. Yeah. Yeah, that's very much true.
0: Um well I I hope there's nothing in it. I do think today's performance dampens a bit of the kind of clamour for 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 Bullen <laughs> to get the job. Yeah. Uh,
1: Let's um I wonder if we get into that. And the first thing I, I want to talk
0: about move along, prior yeah.
1: to the game was and I think this is probably going to be, this wasn't something which I was hoping would be a big thing to bring up, which would carry on into the conversation. But when I kind of woke up this morning, um, you know, I'm seven hours behind yourselves in, um, or yes. United Kingdom, the UKKR as I uh, lovingly yes. call it. And, um, I woke up, woke up about 22 eight. So that's about 20 minutes prior to kickoff at eight, 8 AM here. Mountain Standard Time, and you know, check Twitter, check the lineup, and I, I was thinking a lot about what the lineup was going to be for this game, mm. seeing as you don't want to change winning lineups. Yes, um, but a hand has been forced last week from the opening day win away at Reading for the game against Barnsley, which was the suspension to Kieran Westwood, and then um, and then a knock for Barry Bannon. Yeah. So that was really interesting. And then I saw some of the pre-match duties, which. You know, I saw that. Like, I didn't listen to the entire thing, but I saw some of the comments on the Wednesday Twitter, which Bullen was um, underlying just how frustrated Dominic Iorfa was going to be, right? Um, yeah, you know, missing missing games, and much like he is a hulking mass of a player, you know, is kind of just hulking and not an action mass.
0: He's a hulking mass, yeah.
1: He's a hulking mass, but a hulking and a sulking mass that so he's not getting minutes because of his uh, because of his suspension. Yeah, so. I wondered about that. And I was there thinking, I was thinking with the exception of Dawson, I could probably see Westwood coming back in. Um, but I would have kept the same with the exception of that. I would have kept the same lineup. Yeah. And the thing I could probably say is like, um, I feel for Moses, I think he can be a little, feel a little bit unlucky. Um, I was kind of wondering whether with a bit of momentum, he was starting to, it felt like he was being given the chance. Obviously it was enforced because I was suspended. Yeah, Um, But I wondered whether after the first game is Reading, which wasn't his best. I felt like he improved against Barnsley.
0: Yes, he did. Yeah,
1: And I felt like maybe he was kind of trying to build up a a run of minutes and a run of form and that thing. So when seeing I offer it right back, I felt a bit weird with that. And then Westwood came back in um, and then um, Bannon sits out on the bench.
0: I, I think in... You know, looking at those two decisions, I know they're sort of fairly minor decisions and nobody knew the the, the route that the game was going to take. Sure. So I could see why Iolfer had been put in because he's obviously a lot bigger and Millwall, if nothing else, are just a team of absolute giants. Really big all across the board, really. A mm. um, couple of shorter midfielders, but big, big centre forward, big across the back line. So set pieces and things like that. Having another six footer in there, sure, is it, it makes some
1: sense? It did, and it I wasn't like it was. I, I, I the words I kind of wrote down, I just said line up interesting. Yes, and it's not. It's not an interesting, you've lost the plot or it's not one of those where why isn't X playing? Oh, they must Mm -hmm. be injured. Otherwise, why would you miss them out? Because that's madness. Yeah. It didn't feel like one of those. It just felt like that's a choice, you know, by all means, I, I think there's some very, very mild variables in terms of lineups and players starting in terms of the squad, which is fantastic now. For us as Wednesdayites to look at that and think, um, we have so many options, oh, it's incredible.
0: Yeah, definitely, but I think, I think, um, I think as, you, as you sort of said, what tends to win out in those scenarios is, well, they played last week and last week they won, and not only did they win last week, they won well last week and kept a clean sheet. So I think it's it felt especially harsh to make changes in, in the lineup as a result of that. Uh, yeah. And I think... I don't think I did anything particularly bad that that meant that he he had to be taken off at half time. I think that was just a it was a decision that was made. But I do think the 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 other che- Westwood which in some ways feels like a no-brainer. I think he had a really bad game. He really struggled and he was directly at fault for their goal and actually having a bigger keeper in Dawson might have made more sense today. Now, Dawson's had patchy games before, so we could be watching this. We could be sort of sat here at the end of a game with Dawson having started and gone, oh, why on earth didn't we play Westwood? That that would have been a brave decision to make. Yeah, yeah. But particularly with how they scored their goal, I have absolutely no doubt Dawson would have done better than Westwood there. He clearly was com- very bothered by the height of their team. And I mean, for, you know, for want of a better word, he absolutely flapped at every single cross that came in. Uh, all of their set pieces he he made, he butchered. Even in the second half after the, you know, after the issue and after Smith had gone off, he was still doing really weird things at set pieces. But I think it's because he knew there were actually players there that could jump and head the ball and even being allowed to use his hands, Kieran Westwood wouldn't be able to reach the ball Above some of their heads, so because they they did have two or three players that were that big, Um and I just think it got into his head, and he it, it, it sort of lost lost the place a bit. I think that's an incredibly fair assessment. Yeah, but you couldn't have known that. Well, you shouldn't. It no, no, you shouldn't that. have known that. It's it's not something you would say like, oh, Westwood, oh, he flaps at crosses, but it, it it clearly affected him. the The size of the guys in front of him seemed to play on his mind, and he he overdid. Everything, um, including he was n- never in a million years going to get on the end of the, the corner that caused the goal. Ne- he was nowhere near it at any stage. He must have run six feet to try and chase the ball. Mm. And still ended up more than a foot away from it, and it was a very, very easy header into an open goal purely because of, of him losing his mind. <laughs> if he just stood stood still, he could have caught the ball very easily. Anyway. Um, anyway. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Yeah. Before we get into the minutiae of the of the goal, I, a couple of things.
1: I thought it was a really horrible clash of kits. Um, it was. It was. Um, I, I was almost wondering whether both our home kits would have been better. I know it's two different yeah. shades of blue, but with that kind of white breakup, I think that means it's... probably. And then the shorts were the same as well. Exactly. If they
0: yeah, if they'd worn different shorts or we'd worn different shorts, that probably would have helped as well. But yeah. It, it was hard to tell. I think when the, when the players were next to each other, you could just about divine who was in each team. But if it was somebody stood in isolation, it was almost impossible to tell whether they were a Millwall player or a, or a Sheffield Wednesday player until
1: they kicked the ball in the right
0: direction.
1: <laughs> just as a very, very quick minor addendum to the lineups and just looking at the bench, uh, no for Gary today yeah Does that mean that someone else is or is he's lost his appeal like we we don't know we've not heard anything have we we've not heard anything I, i've um we're so quick and fresh with this uh recording that i haven't a chance to even check any kind of post-match analysis or any kind of uh you know dumb house and doing any doing any words on twitter
0: no we're we're, we're just as you say so hot off the press i mean we're so hot off the press we're quicker than the press um, is, is which, it which reminds me of
1: another issue I want to bring up as well. Um, I'm just going to quick moan about. I follow. Was your audio out of sync? Yep, it was ahead. Yep. Yep. It was, I,
0: I, I felt it be. was
1: like I was at a party and I wanted. To, it was at my own place. It was a party I'd. <laughs> I want to be with people. I want to feel this community of hearing, you know, my friends. But every time I go into a conversation, it's just minor spoilers for the next episode of Game of Thrones. (laughs) So I I keep retreating back into my room and then I keep coming back and the same thing keeps happening again. (laughs) Like it, it, I turned on the sound near the end because um, spoiler alert, you know, we lost one nil and I knew at that point we weren't going to score, but I didn't want to have the gloss taken off a goal that yeah. I thought was coming. Yeah. From the from the from the audio being ahead. So frustrating. Absolutely. iPlayer had an off day, much like a few players. <laughs>
0: so. Does iPlayer ever have an on day? I don't know. It just always seems to be some frustration after another. Um, It's,
1: It's got it's gotten better, but near the beginning, it was especially for the video feeds when it first started. It was pretty poor, and also the fact that like you just, I also found it very jarring with the Millwall fans doing their kind of droning.
0: Oh, it was really annoying. It was like the African, the South African uh, World Cup with the Vuvuzelas.
1: Vuvuzelas, yeah. Oh,
0: it was so aggravating. And kind of produced the same effect in that it was a dreadful game, second half. <laughs> Just like all
1: of that World Cup was. <laughs> Oh, you think we needed you think we needed a um what was the name of the ball? Was it the I'm gonna call it a jambalaya ball? Was it oh, right. <laughs> jambalaya? Was it Jambalaya ball? It's a bit sense. it's got a bit of spicy, it's got a bit of spice to it. It's got a bit of spice to it. You can all you can all make the same equivalent one at home and it won't be as good. <laughs> um but yeah, it was that ball which like took the dips, wasn't it? It was like the worst weird, yes. weird curvature. Oh
0: yeah. Which That's... I kind
1: of I kind of wish I'd I'd had we'd had a ball like that so I could blame the ball rather than the distinct lack of end products that kinda of happened in a lot of the game.
0: Um, so I think probably what's a good idea to do is just quickly sort of run through a kind of overview of the game and then we can kinda of get to the minutiae and then we'll kind of do our um our our back and forth on on haggling on on scores for the players. So obviously it was we we lost one 0 to 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 Millwall. Um broadly speaking, I, I think before the goal we were probably the better team. We we looked decent. We were playing that the same four four three sorry, four three three formation that we've been playing um the other two games. Um and looked fairly comfortable in it. But but when you play a fairly decent half hour and don't score, you start to get that kind of sinking feeling that, you know, either today's not going to be our day or are they going to grab something here? And, uh, they kind of had a spell of two or three set pieces in a row where we just couldn't quite get out. Um, and the end result of that was a, a, a kind of high back post header that Smith nodded, nodded in fairly comfortably. Um, we spent the rest of the game. Uh, was it, so that the, the last thing that happened in the first half was a, was a sending off. Did you have any feelings on the sending off?
1: um it was it was almost as late as the um as the commentary to the my sorry my visuals to the commentary it was oh, yeah. that late it was late um it wasn't nice was it the red i think it feels harsh that it was a red but you've seen I, them. Given. I, I wasn't sure you've seen them given it was one of those it was kind of like i so guess could be you could ask you could ask 100 people and our survey said 50 50 basically It was sort of, yeah. yeah,
0: It was knee high. It was uncontrolled because he had both feet off the ground. It's class. It would have been if it was if this was the Premier League or the Champions League. Without question, it would have been a sending off. The Championship tends to let a little bit more roll but it was interesting the commentary they were adamant that it was a, the, one of the it was the worst decision they'd ever seen what a terrible decision never ever a, a red card maybe a yellow all the rest of it the player's fine there's nothing wrong with him and then after sec, after half time when they'd had a chance to go down and watch the pictures back they kind of both admitted that Actually, maybe it was a red
1: card and it was a pretty nasty tackle. So um, you had, you had like a Millwall feed for your country.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a couple of Millwall boys. Yep.
1: Right. Because, uh, I mean, the flip side of that, I, you know, with the um, official... None of your nefarious uh, sketchy sketchy black market feeds, Richie Miller. Oh. Um, I had, had the official Wednesday feed, so I'd rather than laying in the full
0: name there as well. Just to... <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't think you're gonna come under Kosh. Well, yeah. uh, okay, you might you might get a nasty letter from your uh, internet service provider. The EFL has set the boys around. Send the boys around. Um Yeah. So like Rob O'Neill and John Pearson, John Pearson was very, very adamant. It was such an awful challenge and, you know, could have done real damage. Mm. I don't think I would have gone that far. It was late. I didn't think it was knee-high. I thought it was it was low, but I thought it was more the um, the boots. It was the boots trailing off the ground. It's one of those.
0: Well, Lee's... Uh, Tom Lee... Not Tom Lee, sorry. Kieran, Kieran Lee was Lee. showing the the ref where he'd been caught, and it was just under the knee. It was sort of above the shin pad, so... Right.
1: It was pretty high. Pretty high. <laughs> so, okay. And that's probably something i probably lost from the replays. Yeah. In which, I mean, in any... If you're going in that high, that is. It's pretty There's just terrible. no need for that, is there? Yeah. No. That's, that's... no, you don't. Players would rarely get away with challenges that high, right? Yeah, yeah. And,
0: and completely out of like, I think sometimes you get you get away with things if it's kind of in the spirit of a moment, you know. If both players are going for a hard tackle and things, you sometimes see that with Hutch. I think he kind of follows the momentum of a moment sometimes into a tackle, and I think referees are a little bit more. inclined to go with you on that because it's like okay there was a kind of momentum to the thing you were both bringing some pace into it you lose a bit of control in those situations but the fact that it was it was a fairly kind of cold-blooded really nothing coming of it little moment by the by the halfway line yeah um i think that kind of leads to a a harsher punishment because it's just like what were you thinking diving in knee high on someone when really there's nothing at stake? There's no real movement, uh, a buildup of sort of um, traction to the, to the move. It just, it's just a little isolated incident and it was all him bringing that aggression into it.
1: Yeah. But it, it's such a, the first half I want to say, can, this is my kind of reading. I kind of look back at some of the minutiae. Um the general pace of thing. I mean, we were we were the better side in the first yes. half, and that's the story of the game. I think we were very much. the And Millwall offered very little prior to the the um, to the corner, which you know, um, Mat- Matthew Smith.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's Matt Smith, but apparently he's known as Matthew Smith, like like you know, yeah. like a French pronunciation. Really? This is what um, this is what I follow wanted to tell me. Wow, which I'm going to go off and Google while we talk about that because I can't believe that is a thing. I've,
0: no, I've One of my notes is my one of my
1: notes. Oh, it is. It's Matthew, it's Matthew James Smith. That's his full name, but known as Matt Smith. Okay weird
0: um yeah one of my notes is that he is that he is the living embodiment of that millwall spirit a man made entirely of elbows and knees um he i think lee's always struggles with him i think anybody that is imposing is an imposing figure tom Mm. lee's just seems to forget what he's about and we've seen it we've seen Matt Smith has played against us, I think, for about four or five different teams. He really is a bit of a journeyman, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Um, But he seems to always have that over over Tom Lee's. Um, We always make him look really good when he's not. He's really bad. But was it last season against Rotherham? He just ran the show. He looked unbelievable. could chest it down if he wanted to. could nod it down.
1: He could do keepy-uppies it's a weird thing. I don't know what the story is, why he's, um, he, I didn't even realize he joined Millwall, I'll be honest. No, I didn't. But then it makes
0: absolute sense. He's sort of been a Millwall player all his life.
1: I guess he was a transfer signed. It looks like he had another year on his um, deal from QPR. So it looks like it is some type of financial deal that was had to bring him to Millwall. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. I thought a player who we always was I, sorry? A player who we always struggle against. And yeah. I think that's very much I'm copying I feel this is an observation that you've made a lot previously about Smith and Smith with um you know going up against Lees and how Lees, you know, isn't the winner in that that uh, in that draw.
0: Bristol City, it was that he was at, I think, last year. That um, or Bristol um, looks like QPR. Anyway, yeah, I do remember good. we had a game and we were just like, we, it was a team that we absolutely should have done much, much better against. Um, for on the whole, it might have been Bristol City. It might have been that game where at the very end we managed to snatch a a result out of it. Um, but he does, yeah. He always gives us headaches. I thought we were better in the first half, and obviously we were better in the second half because they did absolutely nothing Um, but I thought we looked a little bit lightweight in midfield I do I I was surprised to see that three play again away from home because I think you lack a bit of bite when it's reached Lee and uh, Sam Hutchinson obviously Hutchinson doesn't lack for bite but I think I'd probably like away from home I'd be surprised if that plays very often those three Mm. I, I would have maybe been tempted if we were making changes I would have maybe been tempted to to put Luongo in there just to see how he goes as as part of that three. But um, anyway, this is all speculative. Um, the second half after they went down to ten men,
1: they purely just sat back and and sort of pumped it long. Um, what did just, you? Um, so I I kind of joined in probably a couple of minutes late. I usually what I find I do is I I go off and just take a break from you know watching just to check a few different apps and stuff on my phone. Yeah. So I completely missed the fact that I also went off for Bannon, which I I thought was really, you know, I'm always glad and happy to see Bannon. I just don't know why we needed to, I don't really know why we need to redefine things in terms of formation to bring in Bannon. I would
0: say, I will say more than the result, the, the substitutions, I think that the changes made before the kickoff didn't put us in the best position to win the game anyway, but I think everything that happened from halftime onwards was just strange. I don't think I think there was very weird subs. And it, it reminded me we had a few games like that under Stuart Gray, where now Stuart Gray, I think I am you know, one of these things if you could go back and, and 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 uh replay a different situation and take a different route. I would have loved to have seen Stuart Gray given a chance with the money that Carlos was allowed to spend that summer. I think that could have been a really interesting experiment because he obviously was a great coach and a great defensive coach. Mm. Uh, And it would have been interesting to see whether that is the kind of limit of his skills or whether actually given some money to spend, he could have introduced a bit of flair to a very solid um,
1: team that he put together. Uh, But we were about as—I mean, under that—we were about as defensive as Millwall were today, weren't we? I mean, they
0: pretty much. It was a—it was the first. Your first job, no matter where you played, was to make sure that you were minding your P's and Q's defensively. <laughs> uh, um, absolutely. Um, but what what was frustrating in those games under Gray, and it was more understandable because he didn't have the choices. But when we had games like today, where we were absolutely in a position where. There's nothing coming back from this opposition. We need to go for it. Um, We spoke about putting the meat on the fire. This is the time. Put the meat on the fire. But he would lose. His substitutions were basically put every attacking person on and neglect that it has to actually be a functioning
1: yeah to make things happen and so that's exactly what we did today so when it was when bannon came on you know I, i i kind of wrote that it looked a different beast i mean after we conceded the goal i think immediately after that the not that i thought the tempo was slow but we did up the tempo yes and the pace on things, you know, there seemed to be a bit of a desire to uh, to get back into this more so than, more so than before, but I think that's kind of harsh on previous to the goal. But anyway, it's just in the passage of play that just kind of happened. And when Bannon came up, things opened up a little bit more. Oh, yeah. Not but usually... They- they- they
0: gave us two thirds of
1: the pitch. Things naturally were opening it up, and
0: I do think right. Bannon is a good person to have in that situation. He loves sure looking at. He loves that time. He loves looking up and picking passes. But I think it's like you said. It's not so much. I think bringing Bannon on you can't is is a very sensible decision. Bringing him on for Iorfa and therefore switching round not. Therefore changing the defense and changing the midfield makes a lot less sense. Because then you yeah. have Hutchinson. So we lose Hutchinson, who is great at driving forward. I, I sort of I said last week he's so direct that he makes things happen
1: when he's when he's there. Mm.
0: Even though naturally he's a defender. Um
1: so if, if you would have done that, the player you would have sacked I mean would have been a harsh sacrifice. I think there's a sacrifice for any player to be taken off of that. Absolutely. Which is why a second half substitution, I hope and I really hope that uh, Lee Bullen dealt with it in the best way he could. Because I I really hated the sheer amount of. Do you remember the sheer amount of half time substitutions we faced with the Yoss? Yes. It was criminal.
0: Yeah. It's criminal just how much. He clearly didn't understand the significance of a half time substitution in English football. But that is tough on offer It's so really so harsh on IORFA. Sp- spent the first two Ooh. games out and then subbed at half time, which is really it's a statement to take somebody off at half time. They've absolutely failed. That's what it says.
1: Yeah. Which I mean, if you would have sacrificed somebody for the sake of pace, um, one of the midfield free, and I'd probably say as harsh as it is, as much as I love him, I'd probably say Kieran Lee. Yes. That was the change to make. Yeah. And I i don't know, it's because we're in such infancy with Bullen, just to kind of jump ahead, but like uh, my overall kind of view of the game was like, it was such madness in terms of the substitutions and the formations and the dynamicism that it, it was such a weird game anyway, prior to that in the first half. Mm. It could have worked. That it was, we were watching just sheer madness of football. Yes really were so i mean it could have worked so i'm not i don't think that i'm like damning towards what it is but um i
0: think we can't sit here and go if you'd done x y and z we would have won you can't do no because it is it, it, was- it also it very much felt like it was just one of those days where i don't think he was gonna work it was a weird game like you say and i think they defended
1: resolutely they did well i i think no all defensively did incredible Mm. Um the thing that really, really, really hurts is the fact that they're attacking they were terrible. They were poor. But yet they had that one moment and they capitalized. And this is football. This is what football is. This is you can be you can be hurt in those moments. Well, it also and felt they that they changed the game. They knew how to hurt us. They knew
0: if they could get set pieces, they'd get at us. Please? Yeah. Corner, not very tall centre backs. Their two centre backs are massive. Fletcher competes well in the air, but again, he's not—he's no giant. Mm. So they knew that they would get chances from set pieces, and they worked that moment. They basically sat back, managed to work a moment towards the end of the uh, the end of the first half where they got a run of those set pieces. So they got to get their eye in, they got to get themselves set up, and they got a goal from it. I don't think we have. We had any idea how to hurt them. We nope. had no clue how nope. we were going to break down that defense, and, and it got um, worse. The, the, the substitutions I think were desperate and poorly thought out. Um, and I, this might be me being too harsh, and we, we've got we'll have weeks to kind of see how this result stands in the face of things. But I think the first substitution was a weird choice, and I think mm-hmm. the other two. Were frankly baffling.
1: I mean, I came into you know, I I think it was the sheer adrenaline from watching the game and the frustration. But I felt like I was going to come into this podcast just as a kind of mini madman, just because yeah. it was just it was it was so bizarre. And to the point where I almost felt like saying as a note would be, this would be a great game to go back and watch. If yeah. you if you go on to get promotion, like this would yeah. be a really good match to go back and watch and be like, what were we worried about? You know, yes. or what a what a strange day at the office that was in the campaign, which was positive.
0: But for all of our, I I, I dipped very briefly into into Twitter, um, and um, there was a few people sort of banding around stats. I think we had seventy percent or more possession in the second half. Yeah, uh, um, I believe that. We and we had. 20-some shots. It's hard to think of many chance good chances we had. We might have had 20 shots, but... No, no, uh, I mean... There was the ball, we... there was that one very good tackle, the ball that would have gone into Fletcher, that was a really good tackle. That that, that was a great bit of defending. Um, Bannon had a good shot, kind of poked through from the edge of the area. But I'm really struck... And obviously, Rhodes had a header from a set piece that he put wide. Sorry.
1: Yeah. Um, just just my general reaction to Rhodes this this afternoon. Um... I mean, the first half was funny. It was funny because there was there was some really good play linking up. To Palmer had a shot which was palmed wide, and it was some great play in the middle. Reach today was I thought was great in the first half. Um, He was just fantastic in the middle. Just he seemed like he was just making things happen. Did it feel like the sort of performance
0: where where you thought, oh, what we need to do is put him in left back and lose him entirely from the game? That sort of performance, Luke.
1: It was that sort (laughs) of, yeah. And then you know, even Adam Reach almost had a goal, another goal this season. Mm. At about the half hour mark, he just uh, nonchalantly just swung his foot to the half volley and uh, nearly crashed it into the net. And it just like uh, just just went over the bar. It wasn't that far off for something so no. speculative. Yes, but again, he's a player of that talent that I guess any time he just swings his foot at something, it it could end up in gold. Pretty <laughs> the pretty high yeah, possibility. Yeah. absolutely so he he has a foot like a a traction engine so that's the interesting thing we had some better chances in the first half well and the second half a lot of clip balls out to the wing or clip balls into the center and then just not really at the just not just not for the delight of Rhodes and fletcher it just they weren't the type of balls that we could really capitalize on and i don't think yeah it was it was bad i completely agree with you that i don't think we knew how to hurt millwall today
0: but i think this we had so there's two if somebody a team is sat in like that there's two things you can do especially when you've got i'll come to this later but when you've got an option on the bench that makes it very hard to do what they're doing you should bring that option on that will be that will be my second point mm. my first one is you, <laughs> one of the ways that you beat a team that that's just sat in against you is you have shots from distance so reach should have led the charge i don't know why we took reach away from the middle of the pitch because he's no. the only guy that is going to do what you said in the first half. It doesn't even need to be a, a, a particularly great setup. He will have a shot, and it m- could well go in the top corner, and it will be from nothing. He's also, the only player in the team that does it.
1: Just it's as we were, Sorry, we're talking about in the bizarre form, so, you know, as it kind of went, Bannon went off. I didn't know. So what happened at that point? Like, Palmer was still on the pitch. Hutchinson went to write back is what happened. Right. Okay. Cause that fills okay, that I could I made that connection later. I'm doing a lot of like Pepe Silvia kind of uh red line connections. <laughs> okay, yes, yeah. Because it was just such madness and it felt like a it felt like a crime scene, I'll be honest. It felt like
0: Yeah.
1: If we wanted to do a theme episode, Rich, this would be the um <laughs> the true, this would be the true true crime murder, you know, serial. This is our own serial. I know there's the other serial. Which is David Jones' serial, but we'd have to do a different serial. <laughs> uh, and I, I want to say when the substitution was made where Lees went off for Rhodes, as a complete side note, um, if Leeds is five, then Rhodes is six and Harris is seven. Uh, these squad numbers are definitely not going to heaven. <laughs> Rhodes is six. I mean, it's I knew so, like,
0: it's so Lee strange.
1: Lee, Kieran Lee is five. Yeah, I know we've had a few years of being like whatever. But Rhodes is cheese So just uh, to just nonchalantly reference the Pixies.
0: Um, yeah, yeah, very good. No, I was so confused. I convinced myself I couldn't quite tell who was who last week uh, when they were sort of warming up. Uh, when they were sort of knocking the ball around at half time. But with the number six, I was like, is that Bates? Then is that? And then I and then I was really confused when he was coming on towards the end of the game. I was like, they're taking Fletcher off for Bates. But no, it's it's Jordan Rhodes. I mean, Bates would probably have done a better job. But
1: um <laughs> I think Rhodes should have like a ninety-nine because he can try and argue that he's twice as good as a number nine. And also because he likes he likes a nice soft serve ice cream from the Mr. Whippy van. Does oh, uh, does yeah. Um so four two four. Yeah, so it was Hutch at right back and leaves So uh, sorry, Reach at left back. Yeah. Awful. It's awful. <laughs> awful. Awful, awful, awful. But I was watching it being like, This is madness that it could I felt like a goal was coming. Oh, I never had that feeling. But then I saw the minutes just dwindle away. That second half yeah. went quickly. I tell you, it, it wasn't. Is. A, it is. Wasn't a long game of football. I think very- because there was absolutely no
0: peril for us. I, what's interesting is they clearly knew how the game was going to go. Millwall, like they made the decision when they took Smith off. Yeah, um, for Bradshaw. That was essentially them saying we are just going to sit here and knock it long because what we've done in, in putting Bradshaw on is we've put a nippy guy up there so that you we at least keep you honest, but we are making no pretense yeah. that we are going to play this game at all. I we can't
1: I build. Like, game maybe, I think of- this is the interesting thing is that we've often watched a lot of football managers at Wednesday make very incremental, conservative substitutions. Yeah, today it wasn't today like the. um, you know, the traps are open, you know, for all that stuff. It was, but it's, it was madness.
0: It was like I say, it was, it was substitutions made because they were, who's attacking, get them on. It wasn't substitutions yeah. made on a game plan, but because it also, that's, that's it
1: also should so Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> we're both excited. We're we happy. are. Do you want to finish off your point?
0: Well, no, but that's where the, the choice to make towards the end of that game. And I might get, criticism for saying this but Attie knew you is the person when a team is sat on their goalkeeper's feet
1: thank you thank you thank Ati you knew you is the exactly person. this is the point i wanted to make i feel like the substitutions it was also madness but near the end like i would have carried on with the madness the only thing i would have said was yeah get get out on get uh get mr new you on I, I that, know, was, that was that my complete thing. Yeah. Rhodes was completely the wrong substitution.
0: I'm prone to histrionics and, and kind of being a bit overzealous with things, particularly when it comes to, to Sheffield Wednesday. <laughs> but at 65 minutes, I was sat here watching the game with my, uh, my sister, who, you know, she, she spends a lot of time hearing my um, feelings on uh, all things Wednesday and I, I said we might as well turn it off because that we are not going to score now. Uh, he uh, there was one sort of slight header but to watch I I what baffles me is the thinking process that goes into that substitution and that is what worries me going forward because I don't understand who somebody who watched the the first 20 minutes of that Half and thought. Do you know what we need here is Jordan Rhodes? I don't. I can't get myself. Yeah, there. yeah. <laughs> I, I like to feel I'm quite quite good at empathizing <laughs> with people and seeing their position, but I can't put myself in the shoes of somebody that thinks. Do you know what? We've not had the ball any anywhere near a, a chance. We've not had a a, a six. You know, a, a scuffle oh, in the box or anything like that.
1: How much do you think of that? Is um, knowing that we have a player that we play so much we pay so much that we have to. Mm. Uh maybe Bullen seeing some stuff in training. Maybe Bullen's a bit like I feel like our kind of conversations previously erodes in which I'm still as a fan very much, you know, still kind of really hoping that there's some goodness still to come. Yeah. From something that's been, you know, rather disappointing so far for such a sizeable chance. Yes. Yeah. So I maybe there's that, I I don't know. But it was definitely the game for at for, for At to come on. I'm really glad you said that. That was a point I wanted to make. Yeah. Um and I just said I just said the roads. I think his first blocked snapshot just made me sigh. And that just kind of yeah. summed up the game. Yeah. And then we'll you know, even then getting onto his like you know, his technically nice looking but glancing headers wide or over the bar, you know. Oh, just... they
0: drive me insane.
1: I know, I know. They do. Um, but
0: yeah, uh, yeah New Yu is the person that, that he has that physicality that you can't do anything with. You just have to. Yeah, play. exactly. We've, we've all seen it. We've had games yeah. where we've been 2-0 down at halftime and we bring on Nuiu and you see the defence having to have a chat about how they're going to deal with New Yu. Just certain people have those, those gifts. Um, yeah. And it's- in that situation, that's who we needed to bring in. Because he changes the dynamic. They can't defend in that exact same way. Oh. Because there's somebody there that they simply will not be winning headers against. The now you is but... not a wonderful header of the ball himself, but it you then end up in a kind of you know infinite number of monkeys with typewriters. Eventually Attinuu will make something happen in that situation.
1: Either scoring or creating space for someone or, else. Or writing the complete works of Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, when when Adley comes on, the point I was going to make is a really kind of crass analogy. The defenders are considering pulling their pants. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I'm really glad you went with that. Oh yeah, I'll write
0: I'm, that one. There was
1: a there was a brief moment where I thought you're going to be like, no, that's terrible.
0: Get back in your box, Luke. So um, I had all of this frustration with the Millwall commentary team relishing every bit of time wasting like they'd never seen the like of it before <laughs> oh Bart's gone over there they called the goalkeeper but Bart. Bart's gone over there and he's uh he's only knocked the ball a bit further away from himself hasn't he oh. <laughs> oh do you know they've got into the crowd there and they're not getting that ball back are they
1: <laughs> so you didn't get to join in on the game of thrones spoilers party it was, it was. It was still a
0: time.
1: Uh, no, at time. But I felt that I was amongst friends in my situations. you. Oh, no! Use. No,
0: not amongst friends. No, they were channeling mm. their inner, inner Billy Davises, uh to to full uh, full to their full ex- extent, confirming my psychological theory that it's um, it's id, ego, super ego, then Billy Davis. <laughs> <laughs> It's very true. The, very the, true. The Scottish man at the heart of all of us. <laughs>
1: should
0: we? Should we do scores? Does that feel timely?
1: Yeah, yeah, you just you just made me remember that time where Billy date we played against we played against Forest. I don't know if it was exactly the game. It might have been the game. But yeah, we played against Forest. I think we lost. We lost at home to Forest. Billy Davis was managing Forest, and then him saying something along the lines of "It might be in this game or a different game, but I'm pretty sure it was a game on Wednesday. If it was a boxing match, it would have been ended." And I was like, "But it bloody isn't, Billy! It's a football game!" Oh, the man just winds me up, chronically, 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 chronically. He's a Clinton Morrison of managers. You know, he's like they said. You know, one thing when we signed Clinton, there were like people said, he's one of those you want out pissing out. <laughs>
0: yes, yes, yes. You know,
1: you know the the bad egg kind of analogy. Yes,
0: inside the tent.
1: Uh... Why, why bad eggs urinate? I I don't know, but uh, it just it sounded good. I don't know. It,
0: yeah absolutely um so player ratings. Uh, so player ratings so so, so neither of us has, has sat down and kind of gone through line by line and uh up ahead of time but we're, we're going to sort of settle on scores between us we'll do it on the fly an opening bid for uh, kieran westwood
1: six okay um, I felt that he like, you know, I, I didn't, you know, it's interesting. I'm really glad you came in the reading that you did of Kieran Westwood, which I thought was incredibly fair and a decent assessment. It was a very good reading, rich uh, yeah. kudos to you. Okay. I'm going to give you an, I'm going to give you a reading an eight out of 10. Oh, thank you. There you go. But, um, I felt like, you know, if he did flap at the corner completely and yeah, it, it did feel like a small, it, it felt like an ice age past the time it took for him to try and get to the ball in that yeah. corner. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, he didn't really have much else to do. I mean, there was one shot, which I think was a shot, which, you know, he very, did a very kind of stylish continental parry over the bar. Yeah. That was nice. Yeah. That was lovely. But other than that, there's nothing else to do. It was just, it was such a weird day at the office because <clears throat> that's the thing. If we talk about Millwall, they defended manfully and incredibly, but attacking-wise they were poor. But I guess yeah, they didn't need to. I guess they did. you get one the up and you just uh, defend, 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 and, and against more us you know, the, More importantly, the fans were just happy with that
0: as well. Like they relished doing a number on us in a way yeah, that I think we tend to, at Hillsborough. I think we would have got annoyed that we weren't doing anything.
1: They were getting out their uh, jelly deals, vuvuzelas. Oh, they were! Oh, they were
0: loving it. A bit of pine mess. <laughs> oh uh, it's gonna be oh shut that door oh i love it not many real War fans sound like that they um, did. <laughs> it was just like it was like danny baker just came in <laughs> um just tweeting racist pictures left and right so so you're implying that me and fit right in.
1: <laughs> oh no i'm not i'm not racist i've just said one, two, three, no five, danny, danny baker oh, danny baker is, yeah yeah <laughs> so um, so, what did you think about Kieran Westwood?
0: I, I, I tend to agree. I, 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 think I'd probably, I think six is maybe slightly generous because, uh, as goal, as a goalkeeper, he didn't have very much to do, and what he had to do in the first half, he didn't do particularly well. Um, but I, I'm happy enough with the six. Um, it was, it wasn't great. It, it's, it's the sort of performance from him that. I think if I was a team watching, I'd be saying, "All oh, right, he's not good at set pieces. Get in and around him. Drow- you know, kind of crowd him out. He's gonna. He's he's not good at it." Uh, which I wouldn't <laughs> have said previously, but who knows? I mean, he's he, people change. He's getting older. Maybe he doesn't trust the defense in front of him. Who knows? But um, do you think it
1: hopefully, hopefully, Touchwood, it, it was um, contextual to the, the, the nature of the game. Bit. It needs to be, I think. So I hope that like from your kind of reading, he started, you know, much like Defenders Against New You considered pooing his pants at the state of um, just how the Giants, the Millwall Giants yes, had it up yeah. again at set pieces. Oh definitely, yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, he he didn't look he didn't look anywhere near assured today. No. Um Maybe six so is generous.
0: I think it's a... T- maybe we do five and a half or five point seven five. Let's agree on
1: five point five. Okay, cool.
0: Uh, so I offer comes next in, in my,
1: the way I draw a, a team. I really feel for him. Cause I mean, he was uh, the first half. He was a little bit quiet. Like the, the, definitely. If I look at the two fullbacks, the better of those, I would say is Palmer. Yes. Um, the first half Palmer was really good down the left wing. Him and Harris were just having a great time together. Great buddy cop, um, summer blockbuster there. Um, <laughs> I offer and I offer and Murphy less so less chemistry. They're, they're there.
0: Less- They've played together less, haven't they?
1: I guess they played together less. Yeah, there's there is that element. So it's just disappointing for him, for him that he came back. He looked okay. He was all right. Yeah. yeah. And no, I, I, well, I wouldn't. I would have liked to have seen more of him had we not gone for the gone for the formation experiments.
0: Yeah, I think both. I think Palmer's really <laughs> can feel pretty hard done by as well in terms of getting subbed off. But we'll 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 get cross that bridge when we get to it. Um, so.
1: I offer maybe maybe a 6.
0: Yeah, I don't think he did There's anything wrong. A six he also did
1: great. <laughs> no, do you want to give him a 6.5? I think that's as
0: like a little generous, a little bump of of half a percent, half a, a score just to kind sure. of make it feel better. Wee little tap on his bum bum. Yeah, he can nurse himself with that. Um do we do you do we score Bannon now because he sort of shed a a, a, a place in the match with I for half an hour, <laughs> or do we, waste? I, I
1: think we go through the, uh, we go front, okay. we go uh, back to front lineup. starting lineup. Okay. So, yeah, you, can 20, talk 20 20s. 20s. um, so you, do you want to flip to the left back berth with Mr. Liam Palmer? <coughs> can do if you want. Yeah. Yeah. So I, th- so I think, he was good. He was he was um first half he was great. I think the second half I don't know. I think the big turning point is his yellow card. Yes. Which I, I was the reason why we hauled him off. Because I, I felt that um whoever the official was was uh getting a bit thirsty for trying to even things out. Oh so And then we we weren't um we weren't like the Stuart Gray side that you say mining our P's and Q's. Um Palmer was probably the one who was weak for the yellow, which actually I, I, did you look at the challenge? Did you play that? Did they play that back on your feed? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I presume we probably saw the same feed, even though we I think we saw seen... the same feed. You just had different, yeah. uh, different commentary. Yeah. So what did, the, um, what did your your uh, Millwall friends uh, eke about that between uh, mouths and cheeks being full of jelly deals?
0: But Troy Maffles, oh man, yeah uh, <laughs> no, you know it's never a sending off there. No, it's definitely not a sending off. But you could see if he'd done it in a moment, he would have maybe sent him off. But it's really not a sending off. So I think a yellow card is fair, is what they said.
1: Oh, that that kind of seems like. I mean, the the um O'Neill and Pearson were going on about how the Millwall bench were up in arms about it.
0: I think they were. I think they tried. I mean, uh, there's
1: always. But I mean, I guess it's one of those where I think Palmer got the ball, but it just looks bad. Palmer did get the ball. It was a legitimate tackle, but it was kind of, he kind of like checked him while he was going in on the, um, on the slide.
0: But we just know that like Thanos referees love balance and, uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> once you send one person off they're just looking for that opportunity to d- to dish out another red aren't they so yeah exactly. i think it's sensible it was sensible in, in kind of game management to take palmer off whether luongo was the best person to take him off for
1: is another question um mm, i'm really not a fan of breaking up the um breaking up that uh back four back five yeah yeah which I think is, we'll get on to. How did you feel about the centre-backs? Burner, not Borna, as we've been mispronouncing.
0: Burner, yeah. Um, I thought they were largely okay. Again, they didn't have much to do outside of the the,
1: the goal, really. Um... No, which, I mean, if we talk about that goal, I think I kind of analysed it. Like, Westwood comes out and flaps. Lees is just, like, he looks a bit scared. Yeah. And then, back post i think it was harris who was the man who was uh, i I think he did that to be fair to harris i don't think he had a complete clue what was going on No, no it was it was um quite a triple act of comedy for that defending for that goal
0: i don't know whether i don't expect this from lees because we know what he can do now and what we know he's good at what he's not so good at um but i I do, I do wonder in situations like that whether there's a bit of an opportunity for somebody like Berner to drive us forward a bit more. Um, I mean, we were pretty much on the, few, the whole time. but just having had a those few touches, promising moments. He sort of set himself up for a 1-2, didn't he, at one point? That was quite good. I feel like he had a shot at some point, didn't he? Yeah, I think there was one though when he he kind of chipped it out wide and then charged into the box, and maybe a bit more of
1: that energy might have been useful at times just to kind of break things up. I feel for that element. I think he was, um, I think a recurring theme, and I don't want to be too harsh to Mister Tom Lee's, but um, Burn has been the better at the two. I think on yeah. both on three occasions so far this this season. Yeah, what I've seen, and I I don't know if it's just. Burner's just looking more active or more involved in a few bits and bits and bobs here and there. I don't know whether it's just my mentality of looking at that. I'm sure Lee's is doing a lot more than I'm giving him warrant for. I think he's just got a very assured manner, Burner.
0: I, th- I think, which which I, I think bodes well. Um, I, those two, I thought, I thought did fine. Uh, it, it wasn't their fault that we lost this game.
1: No, no, uh, there was there was nothing wrong defensively as a centre back pairing for defensively for us today
0: and they managed them second half you know really that the, the, they had nothing they got
1: nothing going whatsoever second half and, we, and and generally defensively even at the fullbacks we had nothing to really do today no uh, I was wondering about palmer what did what did we say for palmer what are we going to give oh palmer? we didn't give him a score give him a seven okay yeah works for me uh, you I, today, I think the other palmer two a bit more of a challenge defensively against their uh, winger today against, yeah uh,
0: right he looked, I thought he looked really, when it was like a football match,
1: the first half, I thought Palmer was really good. <laughs> what was the second half in, in, in comparison? Like a
0: really annoying training exercise. That's what I, I think, thinking. I think
1: it looked like, um, WrestleMania improv. <laughs> like an unscripted wrestling match where everyone's yes ending and it's just a mess. Yeah. The plot, the plot lines are all over. No one can follow who the bad guy is. No one can what's going on. <laughs> Too many lighting turns on turn. Yeah, it's a lot of that. Yeah. It's a lot uh,
0: of that. I think Lees probably deserves a, a seven and maybe Borner gets a or Burner gets a seven point five, maybe.
1: I agree with you completely.
0: Cool. Um <laughs> This is good. It's you know, they say that good uh, good broadcasting comes from conflict. So it's good to agree on so many things. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh so right right wing murphy i thought he was a bit frustrating today
1: yeah he wasn't um his end product was pretty poor um yeah he looks a bit i think this is the thing with um with murphy is that i think he can look i'm beginning to see why i think other fans of who've yeah. watched at their, their respective clubs say he looks a bit lightweight doesn't he uh,
0: just yeah I, I also think he seems to sort of he tends towards like running himself down a covered like a cul-de-sac rather than doing doing anything kind of particularly effective um, like he, he'll try and beat the man again rather than put the ball in that which is a kind of classic wingers trait but he does seem to have a few of those 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 ticks that go along with that position yeah um but all to be fair to him and harris today when the opposition just sits like that that's not a pacey winger it makes your job pretty difficult um what you live on is is space in behind and when there's just no space in behind your job does get a lot harder uh but i th- i thought Harris dealt better with that frustration than than Murphy did i, I just thought he was he didn't add p- very much to the game and gave the ball away a lot um pretty tamely. Mm. um how do we pick off the guys in the middle there then H- hutch maybe first as the as the deepest lying of the three
1: let's do it yeah hutch um hutch was really good today yeah i really really liked hutch and it felt like i know obviously he um he went back and filled in that right back berth and he did, he did fine with that. I'll be honest. It wasn't, it wasn't yeah. so my, my complaints aren't against Hutchinson, so to speak, and how he can fill in and do a job in that respect. It was more the fact that we're seemingly getting all our square pegs ready for all these round holes.
0: Yeah. I, there was a couple of times where the fact he is not a natural crosser of the ball didn't help us. Yeah. Uh, I just but that's not his fault. he did fine in the in the position. I just wish he hadn't been put in that position <laughs> it's not not absolutely not his fault
1: um so I was unsure in the first half he was spraying a lot of balls in the first half mm. We didn't seem to build it through we didn't seem to build it through the middle a lot. No. First one. So when he was kind of deep, he, he seemed to kind of fill, maybe he was feeling the need to kind of fill in a little bit of that Bannon kind of role with he, a deep he line. Loves that, he loves
0: that role. They When they both, when, when we have bad performances quite often, they're yeah. both fighting each other to d- drop in and do that <laughs> because they yeah. both love doing that. And then what happens is they end up with like one of them is almost playing sweeper. Like he's behind the, yeah. the tracks to try and get that that lovely little patch of space to work his quarterback magic. I, he had a few shots, didn't he? Uh, Hutchinson? Uh, I think, yeah, he sort of did. He did his bit going forward. Cause got so felt... much second and a half. I mean, anyway, so what were you going to say? You said, oh, um, so we didn't give uh Murphy a score. Sorry. I oh, we should probably do that.
1: <sighs> oh, Murphy was poor. Let's give him let's give him a five point five. Yeah,
0: okay. Works for me. And then Hutch.
1: Hutch was good, but so I, I guess maybe I'm just thinking of one shot I think he had on target. Okay. From but which actually felt like he had more shots than a lot like our strikers. Yeah, yeah. Um so I I wanna give him a seven point five. I think he was he was very yeah. good. I'll go along with that yeah
0: kieran lee was a bit quieter today than he's been in some other games
1: yeah not being the, the strength of the past two games i'd say for kieran lee good i think he the physicality of it got to him a little bit which is understandable
0: given that he's had a nightmare of a, of a couple of years with injuries that that sort of game and the sort of tackle that he was put you know. Um, he had sort of carried out on him for, I can see why he sort of went quiet a little bit. Um, cause that would, that potentially is all that hard work and effort going to, going to the ground, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, I just—that's the only thing. I think we were the better team in the first half, but I—I I thought they were kind of winning the, the the kind of fight side of things. They were they were sort of biting into tackles a bit more and just looked a bit like they had a bit more about them than us in the middle. Um, that's why I think potentially if we if we were going to put Luongo in, maybe today he he would have been a better choice than than Lee just for sort of those just nipping at them and kind of keeping them on their toes. Yeah, in terms of the physical side of things. Um, so obviously, then he was he was subbed off at sixty-five minutes, which is everyone's favourite time to make a substitution. Uh, what what score-wise, six six and a half,
1: six 6.5
0: Yeah, he didn't have much effect on the game, but again, he didn't do anything wrong either.
1: Yeah. Moving on to uh, Adam Reach, Greasy Bob himself. Greasy Bob, uh, very good. I yeah, I really liked in the first half how he was getting up there, keeping things ticking over um looked definitely in that first half like he was someone who yeah was uh, making things work and having a very yeah. very good game for his standards um again but you know much like Hutchinson who I thought was doing really well in uh, Hutchinson just going back to him like breaking things up in that CD, like yeah. Scene in role. yeah um again why are we sacrificing why are we sacrificing these players doing well in their positions for some uh, madman madman formation changes
0: I don't know the, the what happened with reach is the most, and I'm sure he, he, cause he's a pretty self-confident guy. I'm sure he'll be, you know, the WhatsApps he'll be sending to friends and family will probably be to this effect, but he was the, he's the guy to make a difference today. Like yeah. when you, the defense is pushed back like that, actually having your kind of, uh, your kind of battle ram, wingers doesn't work anymore they're all the way back so you can't push them back any further uh what you need then is the nuance and the skill so what we should have done is put reach front and center he either should have been in the middle just given free reign to run around and take shots or he should have been on one of the wings to make sure that the quality coming from the wings was was higher than what we were getting from harris on his left foot or Murphy wasn't even crossing it half the time. Murphy sort of running into the centre mm-hmm. back after he's beaten the fullback. Reach should have been should have been a big part of our attack. And it's <laughs> I it's baffling that he ended up at fullback. I know. And even then he was trying desperately to get into the game. He was trying to be everywhere and being our best defender, actually, several times. Um just what, that That is the biggest missed opportunity and, and a biggest a big bit of mismanagement, what happened with, with Adam Reach today. And I think pro- possibly he's our man of the match, and he would have been man of yeah. the match if he was allowed to do what he should have been allowed to do second yeah. half. It should have that. been his game.
1: Um, and I, I, I just had a weird kind of flash forward or, you know, just a fantasy in my head. Like, if Reach could have doubled up with Harris on the left berth. yeah that could have you know if they developed that kind of um Palmer Harris relationship mm. that would have been incredible but it, it it was not the time in the game to ever see if that could have worked you know no and again those partnerships that kind of
0: crossover the overlap is all built on the team being a bit further forward yeah because it's it's running the legs of the fullback out with the, with the with the winger then flicking the ball to the fullback who's at full pelt so you have to go from stop to start you can't make that happen when there's when the the team is literally 6 feet off the off the byline that there's no room for that to happen mm. he could have we could have maybe had positions where Harris occupied uh Romeo and then and then flicked it back to reach that didn't happen either but that i suppose potentially that could have happened um he uh, he had a great he really stood out romeo Uh, considering how troublesome harris has been for opposition uh defenses i thought romeo did a a bang up job against him really yeah it it was really good to see them go back and forth because they're clearly both very good players and um and very fine uh specimens as well um it was really um that was it was really fun to sort of see that then tussle it out uh it would have been even nicer if we had something positive to show out of it but yeah um, it was a good back so, and forth.
1: going back to reach would you yeah. um because i feel like points against him are points against you know the role he had to play it's the same thing with hutchinson yeah. you know what i mean yeah absolutely 7.5 Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then you started talking about uh the fine fine form of Kadim Harris. Yes. I thought he played really well again. Um he, he he was really good and I was I was disappointed for him that you know nothing happened for him in that position, but I don't think that was any fault of his own, you know.
0: Yeah. Um he cut in a little bit more today than he's done previously. I think um Ba- um uh, bannon our manager bannon um <laughs> that, i think bullen sort of made a point of saying that he likes his wingers to go cross from the byline and, and cross with the with the outside foot kind of thing so i think we've seen that most of that from harris is crossing with his left foot he he tr- he mixed it up a little bit more today and and with good effect often mm-hmm. uh, it was just it was just very difficult uh, center backs are those classic big kind of league one style head everything that moves center backs and we just didn't get anything going really from from the flanks um I was probably one of the best chances we had to actually score was a Harris run when he sort of just burst across the box and I can't remember who he picked out um I'm blanking on it now Mm mm-hmm um, but he kind of opened up the goal, and, and and, and Millwall players were throwing themselves between him and the goal to stop him shooting. And he picked yeah. out a good pass. But would that maybe have been the one for Hutch? It was someone unexpected. It wasn't, could be,
1: could be, it wasn't
0: Fletcher or, or Rose. was it the
1: Bannon shot? The Bannon shot that was pushed Might away. Have been Bannon. Oh, Harris didn't do very well with the follow up. The Bannon no, had a really that
0: was it because that was
1: the way that's
0: one of our better chances.
1: Yeah. And then he spooned it over the bar. Yeah. Um,
0: No, again, it's just good things from him, really.
1: Yeah, and also, you know, talking about, so he was up against, uh, you said Romeo he was up against? Yeah. Who, um, they did incredibly, I said overall collectively, I think they did pretty well dealing with us. Yeah. But I I don't think Harris is going to have as many, Harris is going to have a lot better battles against right backs. Yeah. Or defenders on the right side, than he did today. I think he, the he, as you said, uh, Romeo did fantastically against him, and I think on other days he'll do a lot better in those matchups.
0: There'll be very few people that can match him stride for stride all game because he seems yeah. to be not yeah. just quick but uh, very well conditioned in that he's able to do it all game. Yeah, a- and it's pretty outstanding that somebody was able to keep up with him, and there will not be many right backs who are who are able to keep up with him for 90 minutes mm. I, i'd be very surprised if um if this isn't amongst his toughest games <laughs> that he has for us mm. um so do we think do, does the way we're talking does that mean he's maybe a, a little notch ahead of uh of of hutch and reach
1: i think so i think it's a 7.5 but i i think you probably put a local star against him that he's the he's the he's the MOM. He's the M.O.M.
0: Yeah. Okay, great. Anything to say on the subs? Bannon? Well,
1: we've completely forgotten about Fletcher.
0: <laughs> oh, ball,
1: sorry. <laughs> Which I think is kind of... I think it's kind of the thing today. I think he did his usual sort of... Fletcher was good. Shift, yeah. He was great in the first half. You know, the kind of that drive through the middle and the link-up play with, like, Reach and Fletcher? There was some really nice play definitely in the first half i think that's it we 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 keep contrasting second half
0: first half and i think it's it's worth doing because it was so completely different and it's almost like an open play set play type thing what we in, in american sports terms they'd be you'd have a team that you put on in the situation we were in you'd have like a power play team that was a specialist at breaking down a team that's just sat watching you play and a lot of the players we had on the pitch were not guys that are good going to be particularly good at that so all of our bags of pace is completely wasted when a team just will not move forward at all and a lot of the work that Fletcher does is outside the box he's not a box striker um so he needs this he needs to work spaces and things like that and having that taken away from him it's almost like He's 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 held back from showing his full the full range of what he's able to do.
1: Yeah, uh, it was a very um, it was a very congested millwall box. Yeah, at the time, and he
0: just doesn't shine. He's not a poacher. He doesn't shine in that situation. It doesn't work for uh, him, which
1: is why we needed Adi Niu. Damn exactly. it! Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. Anyway, Fletcher, what do you think, marks wise? Do you think like a six six point five? Yeah, six point five maybe.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm a, i apologize wholeheartedly for uh, forgetting his existence no, that was
1: fine <laughs> it
0: was more of a heartfelt apology to to stephen
1: um and then with the substitutions we'll go in order that they came on so bannon was our um second half second half introduction
0: yep he i think bannon did exactly what we would have wanted him to do he 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 moved made sure the ball moved quicker he dictated the tempo yeah uh, played some lovely sort of passes in straighter passes in over the top uh again it's hard to play a ball in behind a defense that's just not left any space in behind so it was really trying to chisel out some chances but he did what he would you know he did what he was there to do he had a good ch- shot that we talked about that maybe could have produced a goal um it just got increasingly difficult for us to do anything because we the whole game happened about a th- third of the pitch away from their goal. And uh, mm. and that just made life very difficult. Bannon can score from distance, but he scores once in a blue moon. He's not really what you'd call a threat from that distance. I don't know whether Luongo's more of, got more of that in his locker. I don't really know the type of goals he's scored previously. Mm. What did you think about Bannon's performance?
1: Bannon was good. Yeah, yeah. It's very Bannon, Bannon-esque. Um, it's just Bannon-esque without... Without a, a Bannon end product, yeah, oh you know, adding a plus one on that score sheet, really, that's the only thing I think really missing. Um, I don't know much what else I'd really would have expect from him, and I don't know, but you know, because we couldn't capitalize on any moments of Bannon brilliance in the game, I feel like again he's taking points against him because of that, really. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't really know what else I'd want him to do.
0: If we brought the passing maybe, ability. Oh,
1: sorry. Other than maybe just um, just out of nowhere, um, just banging a screamer yeah. <laughs> from like 5.30 yards, It's
0: one for the season.
1: It's one, one or two comes out with for the for the season. Yeah.
0: Um Remember that goal he scored like, against Derby? Oh my goodness, that was lovely.
1: That was Remember, uh, game as well. His goal against uh, Chelsey. Oh yeah, one of those.
0: Hard. That that would have been nice. One of
1: uh, any one of those. Any one of those, Barry. You, I'll leave it to you to decide which one. <laughs> Just get this ball into that net from thirty yards.
0: Um, Luongo, did we give a mark for Bannon? Well, I don't. We haven't previously given marks for subs, I don't think, but um, we can do. He
1: played the <laughs> game, uh, but I want to. You want to? Okay, want go to. for it. Why? I'm gonna give him a seven. Let's give him okay. a seven. Yeah, and then and then this an interesting one. How did you feel? Um, action mass did. I don't think he did anything.
0: <laughs> I honestly can't point to one thing he did in action mass. In action mass, I don't think. Again, I don't think it's his fault. I don't know why. I, the the the. So Bannon, I can make a sense of. I don't know why you took off. I offer off for him, but I can. I think Bannon did the job he was put on the pitch to do. I don't know what the hope was in putting Luongo on. Yeah. Why do you need a tackling midfielder when you're sat against an opposition that doesn't even have a midfield? They've got two defences and one striker that's running around like a headless chicken. What is Luongo supposed to do? Hmm. I just don't know what the point of it was.
1: And who did he go off for? Oh, he went off for Palmer,
0: didn't he? Palmer. So um, as you say, maybe the yellow card prompted a a sub.
1: But I don't know. I just don't know what... Even if even if we had, like, a world of... This is the interesting thing. We can go on to, like... I think we should give Bolin a rating at the end of this one. Um, yeah. In terms of formations and, and substitutions, I, why was there the impetus to be like, this is like... It felt like a cup final game, you know, or a game yeah. that we... Can't, or a, a playoff semi-final game. We can't afford to lose this one, lads. Let's throw the kitchen sink at it. Why did... Because that's the interesting, you know, talking about, we'll get onto formation substitutions, but um, typically managers do incremental, conservative. Yeah. This, this isn't working. I'll change this one piece. We'll see how that goes. Then we'll reassess. And uh, Bullen's reaction felt very much like, I feel like a lot of football fans would in the, in the stands being like, this is shit. This isn't working. Change it. Yeah, But I, I, in a weird way, and maybe I'm conditioned because of all of that conservative manager kind of incremental, but we didn't need to just completely, I think if we went ahead with that team performance, that was in the first half and just carried on with that, that would have been interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Much like, much like you get back in your share. If we could turn back time, getting your time machine, go back and give Stuart Gray some money. I have a bit of a minor, minor kind of, um, mini experiment, which is in this game. Just say, we don't get rid of your, I offer, we bring Bannon in. We bring Bannon in for Lee. Maybe not quite the half time, maybe you think about fifty-five sixty. Um, if you think about another change of like if, if Palmer would have happened, maybe you bring um Adibaggio on, or maybe you bring Yeah uh, from what Fox on. You just keep you just keep those players that can do defensive things, then I would have maybe later on in the game at the 80 minute mark, maybe then you think, okay, let's try and throw something at it. And then maybe you think we bring two strikers on, but the second striker you bring on is not Jordan Rhodes, it's he knew You. Yeah. It's it's he knew You to go kick some lumps in the millwall defense and um they won't like it up them, you know?
0: It just gives um, us something to what we didn't have was a was a another option. So yeah. bringing Luango on does not change our options on the pitch. It adds another guy like Hutch like uh Bannon who wants to kind of hold the ball a bit deeper and look up and see if he can make something happen. Yeah. He's yeah. not somebody who's in the box. He's not somebody who is presenting something, you know, unique threat to them. He, what the, I'd I'd love to know what Luongo was told before he came on the pitch, and I I would imagine it's something that amounts to about the level of um, tactical brilliance, which is uh, if you remember the uh, Harry Redknapp getting caught telling uh, Roman Pavlyuchenko's translator to tell him to run about a bit more, and it, <laughs> I honestly think Luongo was chucked on with the instruction of go and get put yourself about a bit because yeah. it didn't look like he was given a job. No. And he struggled because he did. He was essentially, he was another person doing the exact same job as four other people on the pitch.
1: Yeah. And then we can think about, you thought about Luongo coming in, you think, we've got one of those. We've got one of those players like, who's doing yeah. a really good job being defensive. And he's playing right back. I oh, no,
0: It was it was maddening. So then, after funnily enough, after five minutes of Luongo being on the pitch, nothing magical had changed or happened. So he threw on Jordan Rhodes. So Luongo,
1: are you going to give a 6-2, do you think?
0: Yeah, I... I he didn't do anything, but he also didn't do anything wrong.
1: Yeah. He just had no business being
0: thrown on the pitch at that point. No,
1: no. But then going on to John Rhodes. Awful, 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 John Rhodes.
0: And probably had the best chance of the game, which he glanced past the post with no power. Another powder puff header past the far post which is all he seems able to do for
1: us. Jordan oh. Rhodes Jordan Rhodes is an old, old golden retriever. I'm rolling up my newspaper and I'm giving a little bash on the nose <laughs> and being like, no, bad but they, boy.
0: But again, to, to offer Jordan Rhodes the same level of fairness as everybody else, <laughs> he never should have been asked... What is Jordan Rhodes supposed to do? Well,
1: this is he what uh, never what I, should have been given the job. What I want to go on to Jordan Rhodes is, I've, I generally from this performance, and there could be other stuff coming. There could be other voices in his head, but I want Jordan Rhodes to go off and sit in front of a Dawson's Creek, sit out on the creek, <laughs> and look into that creek and consider what you give to a football team and what makes you a footballer, and what <laughs> what positives you have to give to a football team and. You know, I think it's score goals, I think it's poaching and scoring goals, but I haven't seen anything like that. And today was just terrible, 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 terrible. But also, it was just it wasn't the game for him to be fair to oh. him. Yeah, he didn't put himself on the pitch, and that's that's the biggest mark in his favor. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's like it's like Murphy. Um, the thing I felt about Murphy, going back to Murphy, the thing that I felt was missing is there's just, there needs to be a little more, this is going to sound really esoteric and a bit strange, but there needs to be a bit more kind of push in his muscles. Right. Or conviction. Do you know what I mean? I think,
0: I mean, it sounds like um, a critique on the level of how many chips he's had. But yes, I, I know what you mean. A little bit. The push in his muscles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I I feel like you just needed a bit more drive and a bit more determination, and that was yeah. missing. And that's the same thing I always see missing from Jordan Rhodes. It's kind of like this is a really another another terrible analogy coming out of my <laughs> mouth here, Rich. But if I said to you, I want you to get from this side of the room to that side of the room, yeah. You know, and you did it in like four or five <laughs> seconds, you didn't know there was a time frame from getting from one side of the room to the other side of the room. Yeah. And then suddenly here's a, a great bit of coaching. I say into your ear, I say, actually, you've got to get there like quicker. That was good. Here's my director notes to you. Can you get from one side of the room to the other side of the room a bit quicker? Because I just feel there just needs to be a bit more <laughs> desire to get there. It's, it, here's a, f- a simple concept, a desire to get to the ball quicker. Could we?
0: Do you think we could um, place someone... Out? Play someone- <laughs> Do you think we could place? edit it out, and then um,
1: and place then you just you just do a bit of uh, editing notes and be like, "Here, listener, this part where Luke is basically saying that he wants Rhodes and Murphy to get to the ball a little bit quicker, so more desire together." <laughs> That's all I want. I just want Yeah, but it seems lacking when you watch him play. Yeah, and that was the same thing from Murphy. He just seemed a little bit slow on that today
0: it's it's conviction isn't it it's a purpose it's and it's, it's a conviction, conviction in what you're doing yeah
1: yeah yeah like there was a great moment there was a moment where i think fletcher fouled one of their players and i thought from my distance and my stream rich i thought for a second that was jordan rhodes <laughs> and i felt like i felt like i was going to go down to a uh black southern um gospel <laughs> church and do a big hallelujah that jordan rhodes had shown a bit of application. Can you imagine John Rhodes fouling a player?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Could you imagine John Rhodes fouling a player? You know what?
0: Oh, what he does is he bounces.
1: You know off what players and looks at the referee and never gets the fouls. That's what he does with players. You know if he if he fouled a player, I would like I would expect like Dom Housen to write an article about it in the Star on Monday morning. Yeah. It would be that much of a revelation. Sheffield like,
0: Wednesday's new midfield
1: enforcer, Jordan Rhodes. <laughs> right, he, I, but maybe, like I know, I know he's not a nasty player. But like, it's just saying that, like, if it was just something, if he could just add a little bit of needle to his game in some Yeah, way. yeah. Like, I want to get this ball. Bo- hey, Mister Defender. Um, hey, Mister Millwall Centre Back. Hey, Jake Cooper. I want to get this ball before you. Fuck you. Fuck you. I'm getting this ball. <laughs> but... Get the explicit so... on iTunes, Rich. Um, <laughs> uh... So
0: nine out of ten for Jordan Rhodes.
1: <laughs> free, free. Try, try dividing that by free, and you've got a free out of ten. Yeah, rubbish. Absolute rubbish. And I just, yeah. I feel like with previous podcasts, I've tried to defend him, and I've tried to say, and I've just been sorely, sorely disappointed by him.
0: And it, but again. So maybe we should get round to. I, I think we've kind of made it clear, but if we had to give a assign a numerical value to what the manager added today, then where would we f- be falling? Just quickly, what mark would you give Jordan Rhodes? I think three's, yeah. <laughs> okay, but <laughs> guess, uh, for, me, he, <laughs> for me. He he should never have been asked to do the job. I think those second two substitutions i have no idea what the game plan was i have no idea what the you know that kind of golden moment of high five the assistant we nailed it with that sob what was the the hope of those two happening i mean as i said maybe you think jordan rhodes oh he scores goals and maybe one thing it'll bounce across it's literally going to roll across his foot in the goal and, and that it'll knock in the goal. Like that's the
1: sort of goal he might. Yeah. So here's a funny thing. I would rather play Rhodes. than I would rather play Winall. However, I feel like everything I'm seemingly hearing from Winall and everything. I think I, I feel like I know about him as a character, which is making some very, very brash assumptions. I feel like he would be someone who have a bit of needle and a bit of belief. And I want to impress. I want, Impress the fans. I want to impress the manager. I want to repay them for their good faith. I saw none of that from the Jordan Rose today. No, no.
0: There's just there's nothing in nothing of that in him. I don't think it's just not his he's a, personality type. He's a piece of sweet
1: corn that I've digested. Oh my life. goodness. But the point I'm saying is a husk of a man. Because when you digest sweet corn, you actually do digest a bit in the middle of the sweet corn, which the bit you don't digest is a husk, which is the yellow bit. Oh. Uh. This is
0: it's getting worse, Luke. It's getting worse. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if there's a rating beyond explicit in uh, <laughs> just unpleasant with a little face, <laughs> a little emoji just turning and turning its nose up. That's the sort of rating this one needs.
1: A hologram of Steve Jobs comes up and uh, humbly apologises. <laughs>
0: so this uh, this was not good from bullen
1: this is uh, not good from bullen no this is uh while we're marking bullen's report card this is uh needs to improve so we give him a, a sort of a, a grade um just to differentiate him from the from the players i want to also i want to also roll up a newspaper and give him a little playful <laughs> bash, bash on the nose be like no don't do that bullen um <laughs> but also in a weird way, I like, I kind of want to go back and say, like I, when I was writing about the formation, the subs, I'm just um, scrolling back to my notes. Yeah. Um, this is a David Lynchian formation and substitution list. Yeah. Yeah. One that I think like if we would have, if we would have somehow won or got something from this game. You could have gone on Reddit and at great length done like these huge ruminations and like fan theories about mm-hmm. how this works. You know, yes. very much the Pepe Sylvia thing. So in a weird way, at times, I was kind of watching this. When I was watching the game, I was so caught up in the adrenaline being like, this is madness, but it could work. <laughs> up until, you know, my, uh, my silly Wednesday, um, my foolishness my great Wednesday foolishness. I felt like from our conversation near the beginning, uh, with me and you was that you had a lot more of a pessimistic. I was a bit more kind of optimistic mm. to the last 10 minutes. And at that point I was like, no, it's done. It's yeah. done. But uh, until the game felt still felt there was some kind of degree of life in it. Oh, yes. so, in a weird way. It was, I think when Bannon came on, it was like, this is fine. as Bannon. I'm a little bit confused with the formation. Who's playing right back. <sighs> When Palmer went off, that was that was the weird one. That was the one I think that lost it for me. Mm. And then when Rhodes came on, I'm like, this is just complete madness. Let's just see where this goes. It's okay. <laughs> so, but yeah, it, it was poor from Lee Bowlin. This, I hope, I hope he learns a lot from this. It's, I, I, a, it's I a good thought...
0: opportunity, isn't it? A good opportunity to learn. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, 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 this, to be fair, I mean. So I think the the very best teams get a goal. Um, probably the teams that finish top of the league really punish the team that's down to 10 men and get two. I think good teams, though, provoke that sort of response from opposition. So... You could say in some some weird way, the fact that they were so defensive and their fans were so happy with them being so defensive speaks to how many threats we have as a team. But we cannot have too many of these games where we're just kind of ground out uh, because that looks like a way to beat us. We didn't have a clue. And he needs to learn very quickly how to work in those situations because the next not so good team we play it, so let's say you know this record so far so we've got two wins and a loss mm. if we carry that forward <laughs> if we have 10 games on a roughly the same sort of form we'll be one of the top teams in the division um, that means the next time we come around to playing a team that's, that's, that's lower you know bottom end of the table somebody like a Charlton something like that they'll be they'll be approaching us as okay this is a team with threats all over the place we need to manage them and particularly at Hillsborough, we'll get teams sitting in against us just like Millwall did. And we need to find a way to deal with that. Otherwise, it will be a very easy... Everybody can do what Millwall did, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. There's no team on in the championship that can't just batten down the hatches and get 10 men behind the ball. So we need to find a way around it. And the fact that we struggled quite so much really is not a good sign. But we move forward and hopefully there's a chance to kind of pick up tips here and, and learn.
1: Yeah, I I really feel I, I you know, I know we were talking about the, we talked about the Council Cup game and it's a drop in the ocean compared to um, a lot of the bigger issues going on you know, in football and money in football and money in UK football and the seemingly bigger capitalism grasp, uh, you know, chasm between the Premier League and the football leagues and the, the, the very, very mild trickle down that it goes through the leagues. Um, but kind of going back to, I think what you said, I think the other week last week, which was like, it is disappointing to lose that game against Barry because it, it gives us another chance to play more football. Yeah. Yeah. And also it's a lesser side. And I think there's more of a mentality of like, we can safely make a calculated experiment to see, if you know I'd like to see a second string Wednesday, you know, to see them all play, yeah, yeah, to think you go Dawson uh right back, let's go adabajo center back, we can go Bates and fawnley uh Fox at left back, or even Penny, and then you just carry on for the rest of the team and you can think and looking about win all and uh, new you or win all and Rhodes up front, you can maybe go and play a four four two. Yeah, and that would have been a great opportunity to make some of these crazy experiments that Lee Bullen cooked up in the lab today. <laughs> Don't you also find this funny as well? I just had a random thought. Do you remember that it was we were going under Jos Lukai? Yeah, in his first in his first kind of season where he joined us when he it was the Hall Lukai hybrid season. Mm. And we'd had a good run of games. He basically just told them, kept it super, super defensive. We had some good results. People were feeling really happy about the manager and trying to do the best that we could in that instance for the rest of yeah. the season. Yeah. We went down to Millwall and Luke, didn't play any strikers and he played yes. Ross Wallace in a false nine. Yes. So what is it about the new Den? Is it the maddening drones from the jelly deals, Vuvuzelas that makers, it's just lose our minds formation-wise.
0: I think that we talked last week about teams having um, having having an identity beyond the kind of transient playing staff and managerial staff. And I do actually think Millwall are one of those teams, um, for better or worse, who can claim to have a footballing identity. Which in a word is just horrible. Um <laughs> you know, their whole kind of attitude of their, you know, they no one, you know, no one likes us, we don't care. That kind of imbues the club and the people who play for them. Um, so I think there is a bit of that, but then th- these are decisions made before we even walk out on the pitch. Yeah. You know, Yos's decision not to play a striker happens in the week. Bullen's decision to Drop Alabaggio, drop Dawson after a clean sheet. Change two players out of a, a defensive five who kept a clean sheet in a local derby the game before. That happened in the week. We trained with that team, so it can't be, it can't just be the Vuvuzela noise. Um, even though that might explain all of the maddening decisions during the match today. Oh, anyway, I think we should. I think we should wrap up. We've been a, a swift, um, very close to two hours. <laughs> yeah. So, um, are we? You know, we, I, I think it, it needed to be sort of done over. But um, would it, would it have been quicker
1: had we, <laughs> had it been a win and had it been like textbook? Once I cut all your
0: swears out, it'll be about ten minutes. <laughs> yeah. 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 Hi, guys see you later. Um yeah, probably would have been quicker if we'd won. There's less to go over. But also this is a bit of an experiment doing things so so quick after the uh the final <laughs> whistle. <laughs> yeah. So um you uh this is it's interesting. It's been fun to do. And um uh, we'll learn, we'll get better. We'll we'll keep Yeah. Going.
1: And, and uh so just as a quick very very okay. quick look at the week ahead we've got a game coming up against have we got a midweek game against luton is well, that mid-week right Midweek game against luton which i won't be able to
0: I, I will just be on sort of highlight duty in terms of looking at that one because uh
1: yeah and then maybe i should cringe. uh and i will probably be in a position of like you know having to do the job that pays me and Ugh. you know keep to keep doing that to hopefully keep them paying me and not guarantee yes. me, you know. Uh,
0: but I am going to the Preston match, so...
1: Um, okay. Well, maybe we, next week we have a quick highlight look back at, yeah. yeah.
0: good Oh, Right. Well, I'm going to say cheerio. See you later, Rich. been fun. Speak to you guys yep. next week.
1: See you later next week. Bye. <laughs>